I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JD. That's when I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. Really good to see you again. Oh, good to see you guys in Rome. Yeah, you look fantastic. Look at you, oh, the you. working out, that, wow. Pumping all the iron. <laughs> Pumping all the iron. Very inspiring. I've been watching you guys working out and, and, the, all your, and your weight loss, Laura Lee, is amazing. You guys are great. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm on that, uh, what do they call it, the divorce diet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do have the breakup 40, they call it. We all go through the breakup 40. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I'm going through a breakup right now. People are going to be worried. I'm going to have to anchor it. <laughs> I hope the wind doesn't blow. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, kind of towards the end of it all, like I would come around every now and then. Um, again, like I, I had a a separate life. Uh, Laura Lee is still very important to me though, you know, top three. Uh, <laughs> so I would still, I would still come around, but even more so like when I did, I was just kind of like, we're still like, we're still doing that, you know, like, um, <laughs> before the wedding, you were like, are you, sh are you sure? <laughs> I, okay. I didn't know if I could say that. <laughs> it wasn't even before the wedding. Like it was whenever they first started date night. Oh. Oh, I went outside on the, like the back patio and I was like, Laura Lee, what is it about? Like, what, what is it about this person? You know, can I film what you said? Was I'm it? <laughs> I'm going to say, <laughs> you can tell me, but was it? No, it I was her credit score. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, and that, in my opinion, to defend myself a little bit, because that sounds, I know it sounds horrible. In my opinion, it, it, because of some of my past relationships, I was like, okay, so it was like a broader thing to me of where, okay, she's responsible. She's got it together. You know, it, it was more of a sign of like adultery. Yeah. Like yeah. stability, maturity, all the they things didn't. that, you know, initially you need to start a family and have a long-term relationship and you know, all that, all this. Oh, oh, so she had a good credit score and that was her reason. Was for Little did I know, uh, I guess I her parents it. had started for <laughs> <laughs> So all these things come to life, but you just kept hurtling, right? You just kind of, you know, right by the red flags, just hurtling oh. towards marriage, children, you know, I, I was I was in a place in my life at a time where I felt like, all right, I'm getting older. Um, you know, I, I'm I was done with my party phase in life, and it was just like I knew the red flags that I didn't want. I knew the quality that I would settle down with, and it was just like I wanted, you know, someone I thought that had their finances in order, someone I thought was like was actually ready for that adult marriage life, and uh, that's what I thought I was presented with was an independent woman. <laughs> <laughs> all the women who are independent <laughs> um, <laughs> you know um, I think the, maybe the clue and this is just me 
was in the title of the show. (laughs) 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 That perhaps. (laughs) Yeah. I rolled with it though, because Lauren was completely different from anybody that I'd ever seen. Laura Lee Day, right? And you could just say it. We had a lot of bad choices back in our day. Me and this one used to strip club. Hey, I totally can. <laughs> I can. I can relate to that. And when you man, we love those strippers. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, in New Orleans, yeah. right? No, you know, we did. Pain, right? Payday. Maybe. Give me that money. Right? We grew up. <laughs> yeah. You know. And by the way, I was the one with the good credit score back then. I was not the one in the script bars. I never was. Obviously, I'm migrating to threads to get away <laughs> from Twitter because it's so bad for your mental health. Like social media, like I am so learning. I posted a picture because I got new glasses, you know, and I posted a picture forgetting that it was twitter or x or whatever it's called now the yeah (laughs) all of a sudden like i got all this hate all this hate for posting like oh oh, you're ugly you're fat you're a democrat you're a libtard you're this you're that and i'm like oh my god (laughs) jeez like so i took that and and you know there's so many keyboard warriors out there they're they're so sickening they're keyboard warriors so I, but I took that incident and I posted that on threads to uh-huh. test the water of how people are on threads. And I doubled my followers and I had over 2,500 likes and retweets uh-huh. and uh-huh. welcome. You're beautiful. Your glasses are awesome. Uh-huh. It, was, it was like falling on a downfilled duvet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Like you're going off a cliff of rocks, you know? And it was just like, wow, like unbelievable the difference. And I think I always knew, you know, that there were elements of social media that are really bad for you. But I always felt like I rose above it and I was so um, diplomatic about everything, you know? And I'm like, yeah, it's bad, but it's just politics, you know, as far as... But man, when they come at you personally, I was like, I was, I was like <laughs> you know, like the lip was quivering. I'm like, what, what was that? Oh, look, what I already knew. Doing? I already knew when, like, when Reagan was born, I was like, we're not posting pictures of her in a car seat because the first time she got posted in the car seat, immediately it was the it was the buckle where it was placed. Oh been, like, the inches between the arm, and I'm just like. We, it's my first time. We did the best we could. <laughs> ridiculous. It's like oh there's just an army of people that sit like they're ready. They're, they're so ready to go. It's just a lot of sex. It's too much work. <laughs> just too much work. Now, when I have this thing where the you know the person's on top of me and his teeth fall out and I got it. You know, <laughs> I don't think you did that. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's just it's just too much work i i can't we just can't we just play scrabble <laughs> can we just can we just have soft food <laughs> soft food uh yeah something safe some tapioca some custard let's go for custard 
some custard and play a little Scrabble. I, I mean, really, that's what our nights are winding down to, you know? <laughs> but it's it's just great to hear someone oh, else. Right. Isn't that true? That's such it a great That's what I love about everything about you is the courage about you doing, you know, transitioning and then being doing what you're doing at your age because people always think they're too old to chase a dream or to try something different and my god you did different like no one else and i wanted to ask you did how did this affect your career because you were headlining before uh you transitioned did it help you after was it did it hurt but how did that work it didn't it, it was the comedy community is very small we we all know each other pretty much and especially you know east coast comics we all know each other from uh, the trenches and uh i heard when i got out of comedy because i was out for 10 years uh, that the, the rumor about me was that i had lost my mind and had a sex change and both of which are true to a certain extent but i didn't like go i wasn't in a home or anything i was teaching i was teaching <laughs> yeah, in the middle yeah. school, you know? uh when i came back um interestingly there were people who thought i i would i wasn't i couldn't be funny having gone through this and um so they they made people that i had known for 20 years made me audition uh, for um, their again. i know right but you know what i'm a trooper yeah you want me to audition i'll audition yeah and yeah. then then came america's got talent and everything yeah. changed yeah is that what is that was that the shift that really brought you to the forefront yeah uh yeah definitely which it did yeah and uh so you know they got what they wanted from me i got what i wanted from them i, I got three appearances on the show uh each time 12 million people you can't you can't find that kind of yeah that's, no. that's an audience right there you know yeah and so i mean i you know I, it's funny because when you when you get kicked off the show at the end um they, there's a psychologist off stage waiting for you oh because they, well because they don't want people jumping off the building when they get yeah. back to the hotel you know yeah, yeah and i yeah and i've been knocking around for 30 years already <laughs> it, was, it was a young british woman too all the staff on there the main staff is british because it's a, a yeah. british company right but she said to me she comes May I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> I said, sure, what's up? She goes, I, I'm Dr. So-and-so. I'm the staff psychologist. I just want to make sure that you all... She was right outside backstage. <laughs> and now the other two losers who got kicked off, they're, they're fucking crying. They're like weeping, <laughs> weeping. Right? And I'm walking off like that, da, 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 da. She goes, are you sure you're okay? I, said, I, said, I stopped her. I said, let me tell you something. Let me tell you a couple of things. <laughs> I've been doing this for 20 years at that point, 30 years, whatever it was. And uh, it was 30. And I said, I'm from Jersey. Okay. <laughs> I've been tackled on stage. I have worked in places where they throw drinks at me. This is, this is the, and I'm telling her this, this is the greatest fucking thing that's ever happened to me in my life. I said, I don't need you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Go talk to those people because they look like they're going to jump off the roof when they get back to the hotel. <laughs> and that was it. And I walked out. It was I, I was happy. As a friend, man. It's hilarious, man. That is so funny. <laughs> then I'll tell you this story because it's it, it's actually fun. So the uh, 
the guy the gynecologist it's a woman she's examining me and she's and she's you know that she's doing her thing and and, <laughs> and she's like going mm, 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 mm. she's good and i had well i see her head come up right <laughs> yeah you see that this is beautiful I go, well thank you <laughs> and it's got that new beer smell I, 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 did, I went for the jane fonda model i think that's you know the Barbarella model, that's the one the I on the model. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, honest to God, she goes, if I didn't know, I wouldn't know. I go, well, wow. that's, that's encouraging. That's, that's quite the compliment, yeah. Because yeah, I've never seen it. I mean, I, you know, how do you look at it? <laughs> you know, it doesn't... That's hilarious. Wow. Oh, that's, that's really I, quite the compliment, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. right. Terrible. Well, you're in L.A., Denise. The L.A. lesbians are totally different. Oh, completely. <laughs> Sounds completely. like a soccer team, doesn't it? The L.A. lesbians. <laughs> the L.A. lesbians were brutal when I went in in uh, 2009. Me and my fat friend, we uh, <laughs> we were just like I, I swear to God, I felt like we were on display. Like people were just like. <laughs> I, I have had several occasions where I've, I've been in a bar. <clears throat> and, I, and I've met somebody that I would like to, you know, get to know better. And inevitably, I um, I have to tell them because I won't I won't go with somebody that doesn't know. You know sure. Yeah. I just don't think that's fair. The first time I told this, this woman, uh, you could see there was a visible change in her um, countenance, and she just said, "Well, I I can't do this. I'm uh, uh, thank you." It's like it's like I was trying to sell a life insurance. Thank you, but I'm, I'm not interested right now. So. I don't oh. understand that. I really don't like. That's the kind of stuff I would love to go. Well, all right, okay, but I need to know the logic behind it. I'll, I'll tell you what I think it is. Uh, uh, it's politics. It's political. Yeah, I yeah. find that a lot of lesbians find find their identity in their in their gayness. Okay. And I do this joke in my act that I, I said, you know, straight men don't want to sleep with me because uh, they still think of me as a man and that would make them gay. Uh, lesbians don't think of me as, as, as a, they think of me as a man and, and if they slept with me, that would make them straight. I said, my dilemma is I'm caught between a cock and a hard place. <laughs> and and it, I always felt like something yeah. was wrong. I, yeah. I, I was like, I. I never felt right, which is why I thought, oh, maybe I'm gay. I must be gay. It's the only explanation. Right. Uh, and then I, you know, I, I venture forth and, and maybe, you know, be, be with a man and then throw up afterwards. And I'm like, what? I know gay guys. Can't be right. Yeah, yeah they seem relatively happy, you know. They, they're not throwing up, you know. You're an absolute inspiration, Julia. I really enjoyed speaking with you, meeting well, you. I did too. I enjoyed this a lot. Thank you. I'm like, I, yeah, thank you so much for, for spending an hour with us. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, has it been an hour? Please look at this. <laughs> Usually people are squirming after 30 You know minutes. who I am? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a fantastic cap off to our Pride Month too. So that's... Yeah. 
you know, yeah. thank you again for that. That's amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so much. So I was like, oh, I should write the lesbian national anthem for my live stream just for one of our like song challenges. And yeah. then I played it, didn't think anything of it. And I was like, you know what? I'll record it and put it on TikTok. And then it got a lot, like several, you know, like 40, 50,000 views. And I didn't think anything of it. And then a few months went by. I was like, you know, I'm going to repost it for like some gay event holiday or whatever. And that's when it caught traction and started like really, really gaining some, some tread. Um, but yeah, now now it's like more people have heard it and it's kind of been my, is what people remember me by when they it's come see my show. So like, I know that song. I'm like, oh. You just hit on every one of our like stereotypical <laughs> points, you know, that we're all aware of, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, they're stereotypes because they're true. I drive a Subaru. I have these hiking shoes. The only <laughs> thing I don't have is currently, I don't have a pet with any ex-girlfriends, but I have in the past. See? So yeah, we're so predictable and stereotypical and stuff and it's okay for us to make fun of it but nobody sure. else unless you are a card carrying lesbian well because we know the truth is like for every woman that wears cargo shirts shorts there's a lady in a skirt you know right. that lesbians really look like everybody there is there is a lesbian that checks every single box if you can see a person out in the world like some lesbians look like, like, like moms and grandmothers. And then some lesbians look like straight men. A lot of lesbians look like gay men, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. A lesbian yeah. could be sitting next to you right now. It's so true. We play that at the airport. Most people play gay or European and we're like, you know, it's, it's so fun. We're like, oh my God. Yeah. I've got a lesbian aunt. I could tell them anything. You really can. You can tell us about your sex and your drugs. It's still like, when I heard my niece the first time, just really give her, it's like a Catholic confessional. The whole time I was like, uh-huh, yeah, oh yeah, been there. And then as soon as I was like, oh my God, she right. tried marijuana, I think she's had some sex. <gasps> you know, but my job was to sit there and just listen like, oh yeah, oh, how we go through that. Me too, sister. Woof, yeah. yeah, maybe try mushrooms later in life. Not now, not now. Oh, sweetie. Down well, line, I love your, your uh, bit on the nephew when, when you when you babysit your nephews and then yeah. you have whatever, the sugar, the candy, whatever, all the rules you get, you don't- That's my job, them. yeah, yeah. My, my sister-in-law sends them over with a list of stuff we're not supposed to do and we, we wad that up. Yeah, no, we yeah. drink root beer, we play Call of Duty, and then, <laughs> uh, you know, bites us in the ass when we forget to ask questions, like, are you lactose intolerant before we go get ice cream? <laughs> 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 That's you only live once. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I think I've seen a T-shirt that actually says, you know, the cool aunt. You yeah, know, like hashtag hero or shero or something like that. And I'm like, man, that is so perfect. There's so a place that like my, my wife read an article. I don't remember where she read it, but it was like the importance of ants on society and how important we are to is like a, a non-threatening parental figure that we don't discipline. But we're mm -hmm. here with all love, all support all the time. And it's a safe place to go especially during a, a period of time in like a kid's life when they're not sure where to turn, you turn to your yeah. aunts. Yeah. Because I mean, when I was coming out of the closet, I don't know that I came to my aunts for, you know, gay advice because everybody was, was pretty not gay friendly, but I did definitely go to them with like, I'm smoking and I'm, I'm like smoking weed and I'm drinking and like, Oh, and I, and I just knew that they were like, we love you. And they gave me hugs and you know, yeah. one of them had, had beer with me. It was, I don't know if it's the best thing, but it, right? I mean, no, no harm. No harm was done. You know, right. we, I just knew I was loved in that kitchen. That's it. You know? That's it exactly. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, they didn't say lesbian. 
Uh, yeah. Let me see if I can get my manager on this. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, but if it's, if it's from lesbians, it's I'm like, oh, no, no, I got this. I'll, I'll talk to the lesbians. It's cool. <laughs> that is so perfect. That's a perfect description. That is so true. I um, just did a lesbian retirement community in rural Washington. And I told them when I first got there, I was like, you guys, it's the difference. One word mix. If I would have been asked to do a retirement community in rural Washington, <laughs> I would have been like, uh, uh, no, thank you. When I was asked to do a lesbian retirement community, I was like, fuck yeah, where do I sign? <laughs> like, hell yes. And it was so fun. It was such a thing. It's fantastic. <laughs> they keep it pretty, pretty deep. You, you have to be a lesbian to get in. They have legally hired representation to make sure that they can legally discriminate against men, which was my favorite part of being there, was just being on <laughs> sacred ground where, yeah, they were like, we hired a lawyer. You cannot legally sell your property in this retirement community to a man. I was like, fuck yes. Oh, that's this is amazing. Utopia. Literally it utopia. Is. Everybody there has a dog or a cat. I know because I met every single one of them. They were so kind. Um, they There's a there's like a, a community garden. There's like, anyway, they bring in acts several times a year. Unbelievable, but, but we're but keep it a secret because they don't want a whole lot of people to know about it. <laughs> I bet you it's a very well-run community that looks amazing. Everyone's house probably it's, looks amazing. It was fantastic. I am so excited you're here today, Katie. I'm really excited to have you on the show. And the funky biscuit. What a great amazing show that was and what a talent you are but i didn't know just how multi-talented you are until i was looking at everything you're doing on uh, online on instagram in particular wow oh, wow you're too kind thank you oh my gosh i mean <laughs> your guitar playing and your songwriting and your drumming and all the all the other instruments you play you play keyboard as well right well, yeah, well, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, thank you. You're very kind. You're very kind. Thank you. Yeah, and that was a really, really fun show that I met you at, that Funky Biscuit show. It was mm -hmm. so much fun. Yeah, you missed out on a great show, Denise. I heard. Yeah. It was crazy. I, I, I was there in uh, March, you know, for like a month. And, gotcha. um, and I'll be back in uh, November. Like, I still you know, do a lot of back and forth because my, my parents are getting older now and I got to, you know, spend some time and, and, uh, and look in and look after them. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm in the same, same boat. Yeah. I want to get back to, I actually from Devon. I don't know if you ventured that far to the oh, south. Oh, uh, we went, I think I went through Devon on my way to Cornwall. Does that make sense? You did do that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, it yeah. Was a, it's a great trip. It's a, it's such a beautiful area. That coastline is incredible. No, I know. And I miss it a lot. And and now that I'm living in Texas and it takes a good three hours to get to the nearest beach and it's just like, oh, what <laughs> like, oh, <all laughs> like a yeah. three minute walk, you know, but yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Spoiled. But uh, yeah, are you from Florida then, Denise? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No yeah. Just a, one city over from JD. <laughs> That's how we met. Yeah. I was going to say, how did you two meet? We've been okay. friends for forever. Um, yeah. I used to host a different podcast and um, every pride, 
every pride I would get to introduce JD. (laughs) (laughs) Our paths crossed a lot. Yeah. And then we just wrangled, (laughs) we wrangled her into like being on our, on our podcast (laughs) all the time. And and then we just like, we'd stalk her. We would like call her while she was in the middle of shopping at Target and (laughs) she was on the road when she was at work, like all the time. So yeah, we just uh, we've been friends forever now. I think I think forever is a safe. Pretty much forever. When yeah. I was traveling more for my music, I'd call in the show, her show, yeah. and I like it sounded like I was this world traveler, but I really probably wasn't as traveling as much as it seemed. But uh, <laughs> well, so. we acted like we had we like a famous rock star on. We were all, <laughs> like, we love having rockers on our show. <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, I'm a hardcore introvert. And for me, the pandemic and being stuck at home was not a punishment for me personally. I, I agree. Would I loved it. I was <laughs> fine, you know. Um, my wife had a bit of a hard time of it initially because she's an extrovert and she likes to be out and about and she likes to be around people. We're very opposite in that way. But I was fine. And it was actually the one time in my entire life where it's like, my skills are finally going to shine, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So it was kind of a little bit difficult to come out of that where I felt as if I'd finally been able to be fully myself and feel like I could really shine and then pivot again and go back to what I find so difficult, you know, because everybody's like, oh, you're so talented and you're so amazing. And it's like, yeah, but you don't understand the simple things that everyone else finds easy. I find so difficult, you know, just going out the front door. I find it a very difficult (laughs) thing to do. It's not easy for me, you know. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm sure you guys heard about the beads saga that happened. I I had my beads taken from us. Yes, I heard that. Yes. Uh, You got them back. I did, which was just insane. It was totally insane. But I'd taken them off and left them on the side of the stage. Mm-hmm. And someone while we weren't there, and by the way, that never happens. I always have them upon my person or they're in my bag. And someone had come on the stage and obviously taken them and walked off with them. And amazingly, after putting out a call and saying, look, you know, no hard feelings, guys, but I I, I can't function right now without these. Like, this is a calming, yeah. grounding thing for me. And without them, I feel really discombobulated. And amazingly, somebody said, yeah, I've got them. I'm sorry. I, I actually didn't realize they were yours. Someone else gave them to me, whatever. Oh, wow. and, and they actually did bring them back to the venue. And the venue then posted them to me and I did get them back. So it was just like this amazing kind of oh. universe, putting everything together and I got them back. But Oh, it was meant to yeah. be. It, it, oh, exactly. Wow. Yeah, it was it was crazy. But it happened like right in the middle of a run of shows where it wasn't like I was at home to kind of be like, OK, OK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. so, so yeah, it really threw me for a loop for a couple of days. And again, you know, uh, Sophie and Seth were so kind and nice and and uh you know helping me trying to get them back and so yeah it was amazing that I and I'm very grateful yeah I'm shocked that I thought it would be anonymously someone would send them back to you but they actually owned up well they said someone gave them to them so you know you don't know but yeah yeah, I'll (laughs) sorry but I did know that 
they said they got <laughs> home and they were looking at them and they were like, hang on a minute, wasn't that drummer wearing some beads? Like <laughs> <laughs> that they take and they were like, oh my God, we've got Katie Marie's beads. <laughs> oh shit. And so they called the venue and said, we think we have the drummer's beads. So yeah. And then they brought them back. They brought them back when they said they were going to. So yeah, it was amazing. I think that, you know, that that's that would have had to bring some bad karma or juju if you did not give those back to you. I was thinking that when they were missing, you know, I'm like, yeah, someone's got to give those back. How could someone think that could be good in any way? Right. But um, yeah, I agree. It restores I your agree. faith, though, you know, like something like yeah, that restores, no, was, restores your faith in humanity, you know, that there's still some good out there, even though mm -hmm. the world is an absolute friggin dumpster fire. You know, um, there's there's always like something that that comes through that makes you go, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I'm okay. so right. Yeah, so right there, Denise. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm on, honestly, I I honestly didn't think I would get them back, but I was very surprised when it happened because yeah. that kind of thing never happens to me ever. ever. <laughs> I don't get things taken from me, and touch wood, it will stay that way. But. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Things like that don't happen to me. The universe takes care of me and people are super, so kind and so nice to me. And you know what? I think somebody was just really, really drunk. There were a lot yeah, of probably. people at that gig and I think they just came up and just weren't even thinking and then just gave them to some random person. I yeah. Think. yeah. So, oh, wow. I, don't think, I don't think there was any ill intent there, but I agree with you, JD, in that I think it would have been bad karma to not bring them back. <laughs> I was, How about you? That How about you? Interesting. Um, I write, you know, when I was, the one thing I can never write is a love song. Like I write, I had a lot of angst too. And, and I think a lot of my original writing was from me being closeted as, you know, Denise remembers I was married for 25 years to a man. And so in that marriage, like my, I, you know, I realized when I was around 30 something, that it probably wasn't for me. And I was so distracted by trying to have a baby during my 20s. I had endometriosis and a lot of issues and that I, I didn't stop to think about who I really was. And then when I started playing music because I just needed to feel good about myself again after having gone through that whole infertility thing, um, I just started playing out and I started writing and playing in the bars and in the women's bars and the lesbian bars and well manners in Fort Lauderdale. That's when I met Denise and Donna with the lesbian lounge. <laughs> and, awesome. And, and everyone was saying like, you know, are you sure, you know, you're, you're, who, are you sure? Like everybody's wondering about like, me. Who's this guy? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's guy doing here? Isn't that funny? And so all of the those, That's my husband. We're like, <laughs> and like, for now, you know, and we want the exclusive on our show when you come out. I'm like, me, you know, yeah. I'm playing in the clubs, you know, but I, um, so all of those feelings is what I wrote about my first two albums that if you hear like those songs, that's what you hear. So it's a lot of unrequited love and wanting people you can't have. And, but, um, the one thing I could never write was a love song. And people have asked me to write their wedding song and I have a really tough time with that. And I have a friend who's also a, a writer and a musician and she said, you can't sell it because you don't buy it. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> that was so deep when she told me that. I'm like, wow, you know, you're right. 
you are, you know. So I guess I'll write that down. <laughs> but, <laughs> you can't sell it if you don't buy it. Um, so really, I actually gravitated towards guitar when I wanted to get into songwriting. Mm -hmm. and, and then from there, I started getting into recording and I wanted to record my songs. And I had a Fostax, a Fostex uh, four track cassette recorder. And yeah, I needed bass and drums. And yeah. I was like, hmm, go out and converse with members of the human race or teach yourself <laughs> those two instruments. I shall teach myself those two instruments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's where that came from. Then it's actually ah. served me pretty well. It's worked out all right. But that was the whole reason that I taught myself is because I need I need a rhythm section for my song. <laughs> so you're the rhythm section. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So I kind of learned drums and bass around the same time when I was 17. I, start, I started teaching myself those two things. Yeah, yeah self-taught too. Self-taught. That's amazing. Honestly, thank My you. Wife's like that though, like I, you know, she plays violin, but then you know, of course, she can play guitar. She can, you know, put like a keyboard thing on her phone and can bang out like something on her phone. And I'm just not musically inclined. Like creative is all get out, you know. Like, yeah, I wrote three books, but I can't learn music for anything. You know what? Like you guys were saying about songwriting. For me, uh, writing for writing books, is it's write what you know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're just yeah. going to be able to complete it. Whereas when I was writing something that wasn't a life experience for me i i dove in head first and i realized that to balance that out i had to write things that i did know about like j like like jd you i know you love the book good at good at it because a lot of it takes place <laughs> in florida and it yeah. was all my florida experiences but none of it happened you know none of what the character was going through happened to me you know so <laughs> Like I still had to have things that I knew about to feel to feel comfortable to get through it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm very much about like write write what you know. Like I couldn't write, you know, a book about a satellite technology company. <laughs> you know, like I just I couldn't <laughs> do that. You know, so I have to like keep it light and keep it comic and you know uh, make it more about stuff that I'm familiar with. You know. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you write fiction stuff, Denise? I uh, no, the first one. Well, well, it, yeah, well, you know, changed the names, kind of thing. <laughs> so it wasn't, you know, it was literally kind of like my coming out story. And it because wow. the publisher had a minimum, we had to break it up into two, so qualified as two books. <laughs> <laughs> I got <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're. Yeah, I, I, and I got another one in the works, you know, like I got the I got the index cards written out and everything. I just got to piece it together and, and start typing. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very and cool. I'm, like, I'm really fortunate, though, because like my one of my best friends is um, an editor. <laughs> so, yeah, Great. when we were do when we you know, when we were um, working on the first one, I knew that she was going to have an incredibly hard time. Like she's so quintessential British, you know, she's like, 
changing all the don'ts and can'ts to cannot and do not. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you guys don't you guys don't use contractions like the way she's like, mm, not really. So yeah, there was it was it was funny watching you know, like she would give me back a, a, a stack of notes, you know, of changes. Oh wow, man. But she's so smart that you know everything we we compromised on on some things because I really wanted it in my voice, but she was so great. And you know, I gave up like six months into the submitting it to publishers um journey. I completely gave up. And just said this, this, you know, after I got like a couple of rejections, I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and yeah. Katie just like took it and ran with it. And, um, you know, like a year later, she came back to me and said, we got a publisher. And I'm like, I didn't even know you were still submitting. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Like, not only do we got a publisher, you got a three book deal. <laughs> so that it was awesome. Yeah, so, oh, I knew that whole yeah. story. Yeah, I split one into into two, and then I had a short story that I just built on and made and made it the third the third. So I I banged out my three novels in like eight months. <laughs> I was doing like I had a year to write three, and I like banged them out in you know <laughs> a little over six months. So yeah, now I have you know time to. It's it's nice when you when you're not you know uh, under pressure you know. So now I can kind of at my own pace, start piddling around and, and see what we come up with and, and then give it to, give it to Katie. <laughs> Cause yeah. like, I'm not good at submitting it and not good at getting rejection letters. So I let her handle that and like, don't tell me who's rejected it. Cause then I'll, I'll go online and I'll be like, I'll hate her, you know, like, <laughs> I hate this publisher. Oh my God. These days, I hate them. So <laughs> don't no. tell me who rejected it, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's, no, it's fun. It's a good way to fill the days. And I just had a show on Saturday and over here at the um, Arts Garage, and I did it. And people just think that's so cool. I went back and played with the drummer. But I was telling him I that, was bored because I didn't even know that she could play drums. Yeah, I actually played drums first in my first band before I played anything else. And then because I was writing, I played guitar. But also, like you, Katie, I started out with the piano. That was my basic learning as a child we we all had to take piano lessons i guess you didn't know that about me Denise. I, I feel like i'm learning something new week after week after week and we've known each other forever <laughs> right i'm gonna say you sure you've known each other forever <laughs> this is crazy. This is, i want oh, to be exclusive God. on your sexuality and i'm getting yeah. everything else right yeah just got oh, the important that. information down yeah. Yeah. that and the drums in Barney's arms as I disembark. Uh, <laughs> I love that. It's all part of my thing, it. you know. It's all part yeah, of my story. Good. This has got a lot of planning involved. I love this. <laughs> Isn't that good? What a ceremony. Like, can I bring you anything from Costco? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. We did that. That was fun, wasn't that it? Was fun. <laughs> Didn't I introduce you to Costco? Come on. Yes. No, she actually <laughs> did. And got, Sharon, I'm going to tell you right now, if it weren't for you, we would never have jumbo paper towels in my home. See? <laughs> I, See? I find she gives and she gives and she gives. Yeah, I find American <laughs> things. I get a chicken every week now. I'm like, yeah, I can't even. It's fantastic. But you, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it's hard for me to keep up. It's, a, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I met him. I met him. I met him, Diana. 
What? Really? The last wow. night they were wow. ever in public together. The next, the next morning, the prime minister announced their separation. Are you kidding? Because uh, of I have a picture of it. Was it because of you? I was... <laughs> well, I have to tell you, he did lean in. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I watched him. You're never supposed to look at them when they're coming down the line, but I, of course, was looking at him the whole time. <laughs> and um, he leaned in and whispered in my ear, I'm a great fan of yours. Oh, wow. Wow. Hey, honey, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. And thank Don oh, for always. Thank you. Yes. Always for that guy. Bye, you guys. Thank you, Don. Why do you always run back to like never stop chasing your dreams. <laughs> we drank way too much whiskey. Don't ask me why I'm here tonight. I had to take this midnight drive to find you. And as I come in through the door, I see her dancing on the floor beside you. Touch, that's true.